two out of three falls. Welcome to a new edition of the Two Out of Three Falls podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, soundcloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast and iTunes as well. I'm joined by, as always, Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell Rant. Graham, my man, how you doing? What's going on, Randy? Happy to be back here on the show on the first for the first time in a few weeks. And Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com all the way in Los Angeles, California. Mark, my man, how you doing? What's up, gentlemen? How's it going? Doing good, man. I know we did not do a show last week. You know, technical difficulties, a really whack snowstorm and scheduling conflicts um, hindered our uh, our show last week. But we are all back together. So, um a lot of things happened in the past few weeks, so uh, me and you, me, Mark, and Graham are going to try to bundle everything together. We had a pay-per-view, you know, WrestleMania's coming up. A lot of matches are, are coming into form. The card is coming together. Um, but let me start here real quick. We had Fast Lane last weekend, and uh, we did not get to preview the show, but we're going to review it real quick. Um... Off the bat, Graham, from an overall standpoint, what was your thoughts of Fastlane once it finished? Did it make you feel like, you know what, this wasn't as bad? Or still, when it, when it was over, it was like, it really did nothing for me. I actually enjoyed the show. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago, the last time we did an episode. But obviously, my expectations were not all that high at all. And when you go into a show like that with very, very, very low expectations, it's hard for those expectations to be you know, to be lowered even more by the company, by what their pay-per-view, whatever. They right. did that with Battleground last year, so, so not to say it's impossible because that was a terrible show. But I thought Fastlane, despite the fact it was predictable as all hell, I mean, I, you kind of figured every match was going down the way that it did, with the exception of maybe Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. Uh, the overall show, though, I thought was good. We had enough good matches to make it a thumbs-up show between the awesome main event. I enjoyed the opener between Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, and even the second women's match was also pretty good. Orton and Rude wasn't bad either. The uh-huh. women's tag team match was kind of whatever. And even the tag team title match, for as long as that lasted, was a good match as well. So overall, I'll give it a thumbs up. It's not a must-see show by any means, but it exceeded my expectations, even though that's not saying much. And Mark? Yeah, it was It was pretty good. It was, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I... I was pretty critical of how it was shaping up a few weeks ago, the last time we, we talked, and mm-hmm. it did it did way better than I thought. Uh, I thought that Asuka coming out and, and challenging Charlotte for uh, for Mania for the SmackDown Women's Title was, was good. The main event was was uh, a lot of fun, and I thought I thought the Nakamura Rusev match was was really enjoyable. I, I don't have I don't have a whole lot to say negatively about Fastlane, and and that is that is a bit of a surprise because I do tend to uh, get negative at times, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, very negative. Now, Grant, I know, like I said, we did not preview, but let's just pretend for a second that we are previewing it, uh, previewing it the the Fastlane. Uh, who did you have winning before the show started? Everyone except for Rude and Orton. I thought Orton was going to lose. I thought Rude would retain uh, the mm-hmm. women. I mean, I actually thought Becky and Naomi would win too, but that match hardly mattered. The match was a complete waste of time. Um, I figured 
I didn't think the tag team title match would end in a no contest. I thought, I mean, either way, I figured the Usos would retain. So I guess I kind of got that right. Uh But uh, like I said, a pretty predictable show. But predictability isn't always a bad thing. I thought it was a lot like Elimination Chamber where it wasn't, you know, overly exciting. But the main match is delivered. And it wasn't like there weren't any terrible matches on the card. There were some that were kind of pointless. But overall, the two, three hours flew by, and it set the stage nicely for WrestleMania, which is the uh, total purpose of these February pay-per-views, February-March events. And for the record, uh, I know Mark gave me uh, his his predictions. He had AJ Nakamura, Bobby Roode winning Charlotte New Day, and Becky Naomi, so he got one, two, three wrong. Right, Mark? You got three wrong? Yeah, I, I uh, Terrible. didn't Great, didn't have a great <laughs> night as far as predictions go. Yeah, man, you were fifty fifty, but I think um, I think the main event was was, was really dope. Um, again, it just told a whole bunch of stories. Now with whole John Cena sitting in the ring, uh, wondering now what is he gonna do for WrestleMania. You had the whole Shane McMahon angle continuing with, with KO and Sami Zayn as they did continue it on Tuesday. Which we'll get to it uh, in, in in a second. Uh, the tag team match went on for a few minutes. The Bludgeon Brothers came in and and really cleaned house. And now you might get a triple threat tag match at WrestleMania with those three teams. Uh, Randy Orton becoming uh, a Grand Slam champion, I guess, with the new format, uh, becoming the new U.S. champion, defeating Bobby Roode. And now Rude wants to get his uh, rematch at WrestleMania, but the possibility of gender being involved might be in the mix. So that that might be another triple threat match at WrestleMania. Um, Charlotte retaining. Now, were you guys shocked that Asuka appeared on the pay-per-view? Or did, did you feel like at some point, some way, she had to appear at Fastlane or on an on on upcoming SmackDown? Uh, Mark, I'll start with you first. I thought that was fairly predictable that she was going to come out of Fastlane, but mm. it didn't take uh, away from it at all because, I mean, frankly, we're running out of time here, right? I mean, there, there isn't a whole lot of time until Mania. It's only three weeks, and you don't want to – I mean, if you're going to try to build toward this match, and, sure. and it is one of the very best women's matches they can do, and you want to have some kind of a proper build. and So I didn't mind her coming out uh, at Fastlane, and I, I didn't mind what they did. I thought it was um, solid what they did um, on SmackDown. Um, although her Oscar, as we know, her English is not, is not the greatest. Um, I think it's, uh, it's getting better, but I, I, part of me almost, I think we, we've talked about this already, but I, I don't mind the whole translator thing or just have her, just have her just be crazy and just say stuff in Japanese. We don't need to know what she's saying, but if she's aggressive and if she's, if she's acting crazy and if she's doing her whole, her whole act and her whole gimmick and just just shouting just inanities in Japanese. I think that would be actually way, way better than her trying. Uh, and, and at times, it seems like she's a little bit struggling to get the words out in English. Just have her go go nuts and say stuff in Japanese. It almost makes her uh, more intimidating. Mm-hmm. And Graham? I completely agree with that. That was what worked for Asuka in NXT. She would say very little, and it would pack a punch. And they kind of followed that formula on SmackDown this week. They kept the 
promo segment with Charlotte and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Fairly short and sweet, and that's what they should be doing more often with those two, or at least with Asuka. Nakamura is like the same thing, where his English is way worse than Asuka's, and you can like barely even hear, manage to comprehend what this guy is saying, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm kind of skeptical as regards to him possibly winning the championship of WrestleMania. That's another discussion for another day. But with Asuka, though, yeah, I completely agree with what Mark just said, where in NXT they had her just go off on these just rants in Japanese where you have no idea what the hell she's saying, but it sounds badass. And it sounds like she's pissed off. So hopefully they could do more of that on the road to WrestleMania. And what boggles my mind, too, we have these awful, awful, awful subtitles for every fucking promo that people film with their with their phone nowadays, <laughs> yeah. why not just give us subtitles for the fucking Asuka and, and Shinsuke Nakamura promos? I can't understand a word they're saying, but they don't do the subtitles for those promos, but they'll do them for the uh, little iPhone promos that people do backstage. Like, it's total ass backwards to me. Well, maybe it's a rib. Maybe they, they, they do it on purpose, knowing that we can understand everybody else, but we can't understand Asuka and Nakamura. So it's like, you know, we they want us to really put our ears... To, to, to the fucking speaker to feel like to, to try to comprehend what they're saying but I, I do agree that um, if they're going to speak either speak their language or have a translator or put the, put the words on the screen but I, I think putting the, the words on the screen is a bad idea whether you whether you speak proper English or not because I think that the whole thing is just corny but um, anyway Fastlane was the, the, the last pay-per-view that we have um you know, a raw, a raw pay-per-view or a SmackDown pay-per-view because at the WrestleMania, we're going to have co-branded pay-per-views throughout. So Fastlane, you know, it is what it, it is what it was. So now we get to WrestleMania season officially and a whole bunch of things are going to happen now on Raw and SmackDown. So now we get to, um, matter of fact, since Mark has not been on um, in a while, and I know we've been trying to get him on to talk about Rousey and you know her being on Raw the last couple of weeks, but then she says that she's going to be on every Raw leading up to Mania. She was not on Raw this Monday, I think, because of, of, of I guess, a legit reason uh, for what I read. But I want to get Mark your your um, your kind of feedback on how she's been on Raw, uh, dialogue promo wise, getting getting in the mix. I think she she was on two two three times with Stephanie and and Hunter and Kurt. So just kind of like talk about how they've been portraying her on on screen on Raw recently. I thought her last appearance, which was I guess uh, about a week and a half ago now, was was pretty solid and, and mm. she got physical and it wasn't the greatest Samoan drop that anyone's ever thrown in, in pro wrestling. And, and I guess it was kind of, she, she was kind of playing it like as if it were a, a judo throw. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I've seen the judo throw that she said it was, and it's, I mean, it's similar, but what she did was a Samoan drop. So I, I uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if she comes up with something different in the future. If that's her finisher, it looks too similar to what a Samoan drop is to really uh, stand out, in my opinion. I think... I think that I think that she was she's been good. I, I don't I, I mean I don't have any problem with how she's been at all, especially for someone who is still new to this and who initially people I think were a little bit scared and and uh, speculative about how she was going to be because I think the first appearance of the Royal Rumble was not was not great. But she's I think she's made improvements every single time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the the one thing that I will say and this is not her fault is that. The the whole the whole segment where that where that where she got physical and she did the small and drop on Stephanie and 
and the, the whole the whole thing with Hunter and uh, and Kurt Angle, it it felt like that was a great like go home episode of Raw segment to do rather than doing it four weeks out of, of Mania. Mm-hmm. I felt like that that was something that could have been like the last part of the build rather than one of the first parts of the build. I thought that they could have built up Rousey and Stephanie getting physical a little better. And I, I imagine that Rousey was not on Raw this week because she was doing the Ellen show. So which which is right. which is which makes sense and understandable because she's doing she's doing this great mainstream outlet to promote WrestleMania, which is a big deal. Which is why I mean one of the reasons why she's there, right? She she's she's going to get the mainstream attention, so it makes sense for her to do that rather than doing Raw. But I almost feel like it was a good thing because wh- where do they go now from here? There's still three weeks left until Mania. What do they do now every week with her? You know, what we've already seen her get physical. Now, what is what is the next step? How are they going to continue building this without losing any steam after that initial segment? I'm not I'm not sure about that. So I don't mind if she if she misses another week. I, I think that you may only need her for the for the go home show. Uh, may, or maybe just have some vignettes, some some mm. behind, you know, some uh, some some sit down interviews with her and what whatever. I don't know, but I felt like that segment was a great way to finish off the build rather than uh, start off start off the build. Graham? Yeah, the feud peaked early with that one segment on Raw and Elimination Chamber a few weeks ago. I mean, what we saw last week I thought was also pretty good. Um, that's officially set up the tag team match for WrestleMania. But they're not doing themselves any favors by not having her appear on Raw as advertised. Now, I know, like you said, Randy, I think there was a legit reason for it. It had something to do with medical evaluations or something along those lines. But when you have a guy come out on the show named Roman Reigns, start running down Brock Lesnar for not appearing as advertised, and then you say Ronda Rousey's doing the same thing, but the Brock thing is a part of the storyline, the Ronda Rousey thing is not, it doesn't send the best message, like, at all. And I would not be surprised that after, even when she showed up at Elimination Chamber, she got a mixed reaction from the Las Vegas crowd, where she got a huge, where she obviously made a huge name for herself in the UFC many years ago. So at this point, moving forward, you really got to try to endear her to the audience to ensure that they don't turn on her. Putting her up against two heels that everyone hates in the Authority is, is a good idea for now. But I'm more interested to see what they do with her coming out of WrestleMania um, in regards to how they're going to find ways to, uh, for people to cheer her. Because as it currently stands, they're not doing themselves many favors. But in terms of the feud, they got a few weeks left. I don't know how else they're going to continue to further this feud since Ronda is not wrestling until WrestleMania. Kurt Angle, Stephanie, and Triple H are not wrestling on Raw. How many times can you continue to talk on Raw without you know getting physical again so i'm not sure what else they'll do to build up the feud i'm interested as of right now but i think the real money the real curiosity with me anyway is with what happens after wrestlemania specifically with ronda rousey now my thing is um like when, when mark mentioned that all right so now she got physical with stephanie right away now what do you do for, for the next three four weeks my thing is i i really don't mind that what i do mind is the fact that they have you know this segment you know at the beginning of raw and then it's like you don't see rousey hunter stephanie for the next three hours and it's like again back in the day if something happens in 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 hour one they 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 weave everything through hour two hour three like you will see a backstage kind of confrontation like so you so you mean to tell me that 
Rousey can do that to Stephanie in in in, in, a, in the first twenty minutes, and then that's it. So Ronda left, Kurt left, Hunter just said, "All right, I'm going home." Stephanie, the same thing. It's like they don't build that whole. Uh, they they don't build that segment all throughout um, the show, and that's what happened um, the day after the chamber, and then this physical conversation with Stephanie, and it's like, all right, so now. People like Mark at home, like, all right, now what do we do with, with Rhonda and Kurt and Hunter and Steph? You know, Stephanie slapped Rhonda at Chamber, and then Rhonda got her 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 feedback uh, back at, at at Stephanie, and now it's like, all right, what do we do? But if you don't weave that that segment all throughout the show to get people involved, whether they're watching or not, then I think that's that's where they mess up. And not just that angle, they always do that. Whether it's Brock, it's Roman, Brock could do a little promo with, with Paul Heyman in the beginning, and then you don't see Brock the rest the rest of the night, and he's the world champion. So my thing is, you know, with, with Mania coming, I think, like three, four weeks, you know, you got to use, if Ron is going to be there, show her all throughout the whole program. If Brock is going to be there, show him all throughout the whole show. I mean, like, you can't put him out in the first segment and be like, all right, they left. Or the fact that, you know, Ronda came out, you know, in the final segment um, in, in the week prior. But there's no, there's nothing in between kind of gaining um, interest for the whole night. So her getting physical, I, I got no problem with um, with the whole Stephanie stuff. Um but like what Graham said is now, what do you do at the WrestleMania? Because yeah, it, it'll be a tag match um, at Mania. But now, what do you do going forward? So, um, I, I, I'm kind of torn between liking what they're doing and kind of giving giving them the benefit of the doubt. All right, let's just see because it, it is Mania. They won't make her do too much. But let's see what happens at the Mania. My thing is, Mark. You know, were you surprised it was a Samoan drop and not an F5 kind of move? Because you know. Brock, UFC, that whole that whole tie tie in together. I thought that it would be some kind of throw, like uh, some kind of a judo throw, some kind of uh-huh. you know high high impact uh, slam type of thing. Right. And I mean, I I think that it might have. Sub- I mean, I think it, it probably was supposed to be that but it, it maybe she just didn't execute it properly or the timing was a little bit off but uh, right. yeah, i mean Samoa. i mean it looks like a samoan drop i mean it, i guess there is a like i said there's there is a judo throw that looks like that but what she did looks like a samoan drop and and no one is going to be able to differentiate that we've all been watching wrestling uh, you know for our whole lives we know what a samoan drop looks like mm-hmm. and if ronda rousey is going to try to sell a samoan drop to us as a judo throw I don't think wrestling fans are going to buy it. Um, so I think they need to come up with something else. But I think it should have been, uh, yeah, something, something like that. I was, I was a little bit, uh, a little surprised by it. I, I thought that it could have looked a little bit more. I mean, she's someone who got in real fights for a living. And it didn't yeah. look like something you would do in a real fight necessarily. Um, although, again, she's saying it, it's, it's similar to a judo throw. But... In judo, they were they were geese anyway, so it's a little bit hard to, to translate that perfectly. But th- there could have been something else. They've had time to work on this, and, and it could have been something a little bit better than what most people know and recognize as a, as a Samoan drop. Graham? Yeah, no, I agree. It was a weird move to do for her first physical alter- altercation with Stephanie. Well, first of all, I thought they would save the physicality for WrestleMania. I think the whole purpose of this program is to see Stephanie get hers. And when she got that a month before WrestleMania, 
what do people really have to look forward to now? I mean, like the match, like who cares? I mean, I think Stephanie getting her ass handed to her WrestleMania is the real is really what makes this a money match. Obviously, Ronda being involved is the real draw. Right. But Stephanie getting her arm broken or something along those lines, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was weird. It wasn't a, a greatly executed Samoan drop anyway, but yeah, it was kind of a weird way for her to attack Stephanie. Maybe it was like the safest bump that Stephanie could take without getting hurt. I'm not exactly sure what they were going for with that, but it made the mainstream headlines, made ESPN, made all the morning shows and all this other shit. That's what they were going for. That's True. what they got. My only other issue at this angle with Ronda Rousey, like you said before, Randy, I will argue that sometimes less is more, and I appreciate the authority not being all over the show because that's been the issue with Raw for years now, mm. where Triple H is in like five different segments, Stephanie is in ten different segments. Word. So I like the fact that they were you know, relegated to one segment on the show. That being said, don't show me the same fucking segment five times throughout the night with all these goddamn recap videos. I can't tell you how many times I saw that segment on Raw that same night, at Fastlane, on Raw the next week, on SmackDown the next week, fucking main event, superstars. Mm -hmm. I saw it in every single show I watched that week, at least five other times. They need to sh they, they need to stop shoving this down people's throats. And I realize it's you know the biggest angle they're doing right now in terms of star power. But like I said, I feel like the more they shove this down people's throats, they're going to want to boo Ronda Rousey even more. And she hasn't been on Raw in two weeks, so I'm interested to see the reaction that she gets on Raw this coming week. Um, but we'll see. I think so far, so good at the angle, though, overall. So, so Grant, what, what annoys you more? The fact that they keep replaying the same video package every Raw, every SmackDown, even playing a Raw video package at Fastlane, or... Everybody pointed to the fucking WrestleMania sign. Jesus Christ, that's even worse. <laughs> that is even worse. That has been a cancer in this company for at least 15, 20 years now. Oh, got to go. Loved when Asuka came out on Sunday. Oh, got to have her point to the sign. Like, she's a badass women's wrestler that has run through everyone in the roster, but she has mm. to take her time and point to the fucking stupid-ass WrestleMania sign. I think I've said this here on the show before, but I am anxiously anticipating the day where that thing falls and it, like, catches on fire or something like that, and they'll Damn. never do it again. I am waiting for that day to come. So, so Mark, if, if, if hypothetically you were at WrestleMania, New Orleans, the Silver Dome, Superdome, by yourself in the middle of the ring, and someone said, hey, you know, Mark, you have 10 minutes to go out there and just enjoy the whole thing, and would you really go in the ring by yourself and point at the fucking WrestleMania sign? Uh, only ironically. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I, I I think I would just to get a quick selfie of me pointing at the sign like I'm here. I made it. I'm at WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all as they keep repeating over and over and over again. You know, they do have these little phrases or cliches they always say all the time to, to big up WrestleMania. And I, I don't think you have to big up WrestleMania. It is what it is. But um, all right. So. On Raw, last couple of weeks, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, um, tippy toeing the line of whether it's real, it's not, is it shoot, is, is it is it both? Um, but Brock has been performing uh, at these house shows, but he'll have like a 15, 30 second match with Kane, The Miz. He has one tomorrow um, at the Garden, so that might go a minute, but. He'll do that, but when it comes to Raw, he, as advertised, he's, he's now showing up, quote-unquote, now showing up. So now, 
we get Roman get real pissed off and it said Vince, you know, Brock is Vince's boy. He goes to 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 Gorilla to confront Vince. They say let's talk in the office and bing bang boom, Roman leaves and Vince says that you know, like the Rock say, you know, it just you know, know your role and shut your mouth and Reigns is suspended. So Graham, this angle of Brock Roman Vince is it only because they want people to be on Roman side and be and not be on Brock's side come Mania, or do you think there's a little sprinkle of realism in this storyline? No, it's absolutely 120% because they want you to cheer Roman Reigns. That has been evident since day one. That's the reason why they had him win the IC title and they put him up against the IWC favorites because they wanted to win those people over. That was the reason why they put him back with the Shield because they wanted you to cheer Roman Reigns. Right. And that's still the case today. And I'm not saying that's the wrong approach to take. I'm not arguing that at all. I like the fact that they are adding realism. They are adding realism to this with the fact that Brock's contract's coming up or they're calling him a lazy part-timer, which has always been the case. They're like, oh, Brock Lesnar doesn't give a shit about the everyday wrestlers. It's like, right. is that really a new development? Hasn't that always been the case dating back to 2012? But True. whatever. In regards to the feud with Roman Reigns, I mean, they're trying to make him out to be like CM Punk circa 2011, where he's cutting all these shoot promos. Like, he's going backstage and then confronting Vince McMahon. It's like... We're not going to cheer Roman Reigns. Maybe for 10 seconds when he said the word bitch in his promo about Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, he's not getting cheered at WrestleMania. They have to know what their audience is here. They could have Roman out there hugging fat girls and kissing babies. It doesn't matter what he does. He will still be booed until they turn him heel. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what kind of promos he cuts, if they're works, if they're shoots, whatever. Um, that, that again, it's not a terrible, it's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying, I'm just pointing that out for the people that don't realize it. This is all completely fiction <clears throat> with Brock Lesnar, not showing up on raw. That's obviously done on purpose. He's at the live events. They're having him no show on purpose to make him out to look like an asshole. I'm not going to boo Brock just because they're telling him to not show up on raw. Like we're not that yeah. stupid. Maybe some of the dumb marks out there are falling for it, but a majority of the people can see through the facade that they're only doing this to make you cheer for Roman Reigns. Mark. Yeah. I mean, of course this is not Brock Lesnar is not, blowing off Raw's as, as something that is not part of the storyline. Of course, it's part of the storyline. And and I do think that the the end goal, and I think this is, uh, it's not going to work, uh, is trying to get Roman Reigns cheered at WrestleMania when he inevitably wins and becomes Universal Champion and during the match. Because uh, I, I think that before the last month or so, Brock Lesnar was being treated a lot by the by the crowd as a babyface, and he was getting cheered a lot. and And we already know how the crowd feels about Roman Reigns, so I think this is this is all part of that. But I I will I will I will say this: I feel like even though yeah, of course it's it's a scripted promo. There's no doubt about it. I feel like Roman Reigns when there's a when there's an element of truth. Because there is a, there there are elements of truth in in what he is saying. There's mm -hmm. no doubt, and I and I and I do believe that the 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 locker room, at least some people in the locker room, do feel that way about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a very cold dude. I don't think he hangs out with a lot of guys in the locker room. I don't think he has great relationships. He, you know, I don't even I don't think he interacts at all with the boys and and and, and the ladies in the back. I don't think he does that. I think that's been a pretty well known established thing for for many years. So I think that. What Roman Reigns is saying, there, there, there are elements of truth, and I think he is at his best 
as far as promos go, when there are those kernels of truth in what he's saying, just like when he when he was having that promo battle with with John Cena a few months ago before before No Mercy, yeah. I think there were some elements of truth in what he was saying then, and those are his best promos. When 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 there aren't those those little nuggets of of facts and and reality, uh, I, he's not quite as good. So I think that. Uh, I, I like that. I mean, that, that the, the the one from two weeks ago uh, or a week and a half ago was one of Roman's best promos in a very long time, and and the segment on Raw, uh, you know, this past week on Monday was was good. So I don't I don't mind them doing this. I don't think what they're I don't think uh, that their plan to get him cheered is going to work, but it's it's still making for at least a, a an entertaining uh, few weeks on Raw. So I mean, so there's that at least. Now, can he, can either one of you answer? Why was Shane McMahon there? Or is Shane really in, in real life there every Monday on Raw at Gorilla, or he just happened to be there? I, I I was under the impression that Shane does not have any role in WWE other than his on-air role. Now I don't I don't know for sure if that's true, but that's what I've seen reported. In which case, it would not make any sense for him to be there on Raw. Mm-hmm. Graham. Yeah, I believe the same thing. I don't think he's behind the scenes at all. I think he was rumored at one point that he might be getting involved with creative, which never happened. Yeah, I think the only role that he has in the company is on air. So I think they just did that to make it look like it was more real, like, oh, why is Sheen backstage at Raw? But even still, I think he was probably just there for some other reason, probably having to do with WrestleMania. But it looks so stupid when you're telling the story over on SmackDown with the fact that Shane's this great boss that is not even showing up at the SmackDown house show that's going on at the same time exactly. as Raw on Monday night. It was beyond dumb. They probably didn't think one that. They, they didn't even think that one through. But what's worse is that it didn't even serve a purpose. Shane, it's not like he was protecting his father. The guy just stood there like a goof. Well, Roman Reigns was running down Vince. It was hilarious, but uh, yeah, that was it was good you picked up on that though. So, Mark, does this whole promo thing with Vince, Roman, Brock, you know, sense of realism or not? Does it get you more amped up to to, to see this match take place at WrestleMania 34, or it doesn't matter what they do in the microphone promo wise? You you still feel like eh, okay, it's, it's it's Brock and Roman, but. There's nothing for me really special about it to see. I mean, I, it's it's better it's it's better than uh, let's say this it's it's an above average build. Am, am I really chomping at the bit to see this match again? Not really. I think it'll be. I mean, the the match a few years ago was was pretty good. I think this match will be, you know, decent, um, better than a lot of people think it will be. Most likely, I, I'm not. I'm, it's not the match that I'm most looking forward to. It may not even be in the top five. But maybe maybe in the top five. Wow, it's one five. Of the, it's one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most at WrestleMania. Um, but I, I but I I like the build though. I'm not I'm not upset by this. I think that it's it's they're 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 making an effort. The big the big question to me is uh, is is Brock Lesnar going to be back? Is is he going to be back after WrestleMania? What's the deal uh, with his his contract status? We know that it, it expires. Something expires after WrestleMania. Something expires in August, according to what's been reported out there. Is he going to be back in the UFC? As of right now, from from what I know, uh, as, as an MMA reporter, he's not he's not currently in the USADA drug testing pool, and he won't be able to come back and fight again unless he is in that pool for six months ahead of this of his fight. So 
we're in, where do we, we're in March now. So six months from now is, is September. So he wouldn't be able to fight until September or later this year in the UFC. So, th- so there's that. I mean, that still opens up the door for him to fight. They're probably going to do an MSG show in November. They've been doing that every year the last couple of years. So I imagine they'll go back. There'll be an MSG in November. There's always a big year-end show in Las Vegas. He could be on that card. I think I think it's possible he could be in the UFC next year. I should say this year, later this year. The question is, is he going to go? Is he going to be back in the in the pool? Is he going to be back in the in the USADA testing pool? Is this all just BS to hike up his price even more with WWE? You never really know with Brock Lesnar. That that's that that's one of the more intriguing things about. The build, because there are those elements of truth in the build, they mentioned the UFC, there was that photo with Dana White that, that went out uh, the, the night of Elimination Chamber, in, which mm-hmm. was in Las Vegas. So the, 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 I, I always appreciate a little bit of the reality seeping over, and, and this, is a real, this is a real story, even though it's, being, it's, it's, it's a storyline, of course, but there is a real story here um, behind the scenes as well. And so, I, yeah, I mean... It, 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 Taking that into account, it does interest me a little bit more than a, a match between them would if it was another, another kind of build. So real quick before Graham goes, because I had, had to do the Periscope all over again. Um, Rewind, you said there are about five other matches you, you yourself are looking more forward to to seeing Brock and Roman uh, Part 2, which never had a clear finish. So from what is officially on the card as of now, what are the five matches you're looking most forward to to seeing at WrestleMania aside from Brock and, and, and Roman Reigns? Well, number one will be AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. That's I, that's I number that. one for me. I figured that. Uh, that that's something that I that I would I'm more looking forward to. Uh, probably, probably the match. Not not from a well, this is going to be an all time five star classic, but. The, the Ronda the Ronda Rousey match it's going to be a first it's going to be a first match ever okay uh, it's 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 an historic moment you know in, in a way it's going to be really interesting so I'm looking forward to that I mean I'm 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 interested to see what that's going to be like uh, Charlotte versus Asuka I think should be one of the best women's matches that WWE has ever done mm-hmm. if given the appropriate amount of time to do that I'm looking forward to that more um, uh, probably the the triple threat match between the Miz. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I'm probably looking forward to a little bit more than that. And then, you know, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the Battle Royal formerly known as the Fabulous Moolah <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, come on, well, Mark, come no, on. I'm just kidding. I think, I think, um, I think. So I would say it's fifth after the after those four that I mentioned. Or did I or did I say three? Yeah, after those four that I mentioned, I would say it's probably um, the fifth most interesting match for me. Uh, so you 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 don't want to see uh, Braun Strowman win both tag titles? <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think that it's uh, I think it's kind of clever. I mean, we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. He could have a partner. We don't know yet. Um, wow. I think it was I think it was creative, and I'm glad they're doing something with Braun Strowman because for a while it seemed like he was, uh, you know, somehow the odd man out, but. Uh, I mean, it, it isn't the worst. It isn't the worst thing in the world. It, it does. It does kind of make sense from a, a storyline point of view that this monster has a chance to win the tag titles all by himself. It kind of it's it's silly and it doesn't it doesn't make sense historically. But as far as where we're at right now with how he's been built up, 
it does kind of make sense. Or even the match as it is right now, Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn, but I think all likelihood that'll be either a, a triple threat with Shane or he might get a partner. So as of right now, I would assume you would want to see KO and Sammy go at it more than Brock and Roman. Well, I don't. I don't think that'll be the match. I think it'll be Shane and and, and somebody else, maybe or maybe a triple threat match. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I would. I'm still. I'll say as of right now, that is the that is the fifth most anticipated match for me Lesnar versus versus Roman I would I would still put that ahead of the brawn against the bar and the cruiserweight title match which I think will be very good and the battle royals and the Kev, whatever is going on with Kevin and, and yeah. even though I I, I, love, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn I just don't I just don't know what that match is going to be yet so as of as of right now I would say that's number five for me so Graham um, oh, don't forget, we're going to get John Cena against The Undertaker probably, too. Oh, yeah. That would probably be more like seven or eight on my Come on, on my man. List. John Cena, Taker, that, that, that's got to be top three. Come on now. It's gonna, that'll be top ten. <laughs> Especially if it's uh, uh, American Badass Taker from what I keep seeing. American Badass might, might pop out. So, yeah, definitely we're going to get an old 2002 nostalgic Cena-Taker match now. No, nah, that, that'll, be, that'll be top 10 on my list. That's about it. Okay, okay. Cena Taker or Brock Roman? Which one do you want to see? Oh, Brock Roman. Oh, no man. doubt. Okay. By, by, um, a, by a good amount, by a healthy amount. So, Graham, <laughs> let's talk about this John Cena promo on Taker on Monday. They keep teasing it. He did not win at Fastlane, which we all knew was not going to happen. So now... He says he wants to go as a fan and everything, maybe host WrestleMania. But then he says, you know what, maybe I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to challenge Undertaker, 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 and calls him out for posting up workout videos on his wife's Instagram. So now, I think all likelihood we're going to get Cena and Taker at WrestleMania. Um, there's no way he's going to name drop him and, and not not fight Undertaker. From what I've been seeing online, that maybe Taker retired the the whole dead man gimmick last year, and now there might be a tie-in with the whole Kid Rock Hall of Fame that he might bring out the American Badass character, which is whatever. Um, so, Graham, your take on the John Cena promo and the likelihood that Taker comes out at WrestleMania, not in the whole dead man gimmick, but in the American badass gimmick at WrestleMania. I did not even think about that, but I guess it would make sense. But I'll give you this, though. The reason why it would not make sense is that if the whole purpose of that, you know, final farewell at WrestleMania 33 with him descending into the stage, which was amazing, by the way, Mm. it would be a great way to write off the dead man character. If he didn't just show up two fucking months ago at Raw 25 to cut a five-minute meaningless promo before leaving, that was where they should have set up this match with John Cena before he lost the Royal Rumble, he lost the Elimination Chamber, then he lost the Fastlane because the guy's a loser. John Cena in storyline is the biggest loser right now in WWE. So he says, oh, I have no other road to WrestleMania, so I'm going to call out a guy who has not wrestled in over a year who looked like shit in his match with Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. And then he goes so far as to say, this was the real kicker, he goes so far as to say that Undertaker had an ego. 
He said, get over your ego and wrestle me. It's like, yeah, dude, washed up. Dude, just yeah. let him retire. Get his, <laughs> let him have his AARP card or whatever the fuck it is. Let him enjoy, uh, you know, bingo at the uh, that therapy, at physical therapy. And just let him ride off into the sunset. It made no sense to me whatsoever. And the idea that he'd be like, oh, I'll be missing WrestleMania this year. I'll have to watch it from the stage. Get the fuck over yourself. Talk about insulting our intelligence. Like, did anyone think for five seconds that this guy was not going to wrestle on their biggest show of the year? That was so stupid. The delivery of the promo was good. I'm just saying the content of like, oh, I'm not going to wrestle, so I'm going to have to call out The Undertaker. Like, it's a last-ditch effort. Like, this wasn't his plan six months ago. Like, in storyline to me, it just makes no sense. Like, if that's the match that he wanted, why didn't he say this like three months ago? Before he lost the Royal Rumble, and before he lost the Elimination Chamber, and before he lost the Fast Lane, but just because no other road to WrestleMania worked, now he's got to go the route of calling out the Undertaker. And I swear to God, if we do not see the Undertaker before WrestleMania, it's going to be a repeat of three years ago with that awful feud with Bray Wyatt, where the guy didn't even bother to show up for the build of the event. The match was mediocre at best, and then Taker just disappeared. And again, I've said this before with John Cena and Taker. John Cena currently is a loser. Taker, lost last year. The guy's a loser. No one walks out of WrestleMania a winner in this thing. If John Cena wins, Taker is now 23-3 and at WrestleMania. After going undefeated for like two decades, he loses three matches? Stupid. With John Cena, if he loses, then he loses to like a 60-year-old man who hasn't been in his prime in like a decade. And Cena gains nothing out of that whatsoever unless they, unless they turn him here, which obviously won't, obviously won't happen at this point. So I, in my opinion, it's a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. The build makes absolutely no sense. I know why they're doing it. It's a money match. The place went crazy when they announced it. It's, it's, it that's what the Marks want to see. They want to see Undertaker versus John Cena. I can't wait until hey, after WrestleMania passes. The, and I'm just saying, listen, this is what's going to happen. All these people that are just dying to see Taker and Cena. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. WrestleMania is going to come. Match is going to shit the bed. And those same people will be like, well, why was this match so bad? It's because it should happen in 2011, you dumb Marks. Like, that's what I'm talking about here. But, again, that's just my two cents in regards to Cena Taker. First of all, the fans want to see Cena Taker. The Marks want to see AJ Nakamura, Oscar. No, oh, yeah. No, the the no, real no. casual fans, the real fans <laughs> want to see Taker and Cena because it never happened. They always had a WrestleMania and never happened. The Marks want to see fucking uh, uh, anybody from NXT win the Battle Royal. That, that's what they well, want to see, all right? So now... This is the thing. That, well, just because I know I, I, I wanted to see Cena Taker too. I'm not saying it's a match that I've never wanted to see. I'm just saying it's happening way too late just because we never saw Ric Flair versus Magnum TA. Are you going to hold it at WrestleMania 35? It's like, just because we never got to see it, I feel like timing is everything. Yeah. yeah I mean, just because we didn't never got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan, you're going to do that at WrestleMania 34 this year and have it be a shit-ass match? That's what I'm saying. Well, listen... I, you know, I, I have no idea why it w- it wasn't Stone Cold and Hogan at WrestleMania 18, and why it sure. was The Rock, um, why Hogan and Flair never fought at WrestleMania 8 when it was supposed to be that way. Um, but again, I I, th- I just think that the only way that this can work to make it make sense is if, if to not have Taker come out on Raw prior to Mania, I think that'll be a bad move. I think he has to come out at least one time. And for really for to to really make it have it make sense, it's got to be a career versus career match. That's the only way that it, it, it'll happen. And John Cena would not lose. I think Taker would lose that match 
Just like he beat Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels took that L years ago. I think now it's finally time for Taker to ride off into the sunset. I know last year was the perfect send-off. But why are they bringing him back? I mean, listen, I, I, I can't tell you why. Maybe it was a send-off for that character. But now he has another character that's still out there. And the fact that John Cena could be the one to, to, to retire, or, you know, take her, just like he retired Shawn Michaels. Um, I, I think that's the only way it'll work, career versus career. And then you know John Cena's not going to lose. Um but I guess when everybody was everybody was in place to to, to for for WrestleMania except John Cena. Why? Because he's part time. You don't know what what he's gonna do. You don't know what what his schedule is gonna be. But at least I, I tell you one thing. At least for most people, it don't matter to me. At least John Cena is not in the world title picture because that was that was the norm for a very long time. But now that you know, Reigns took his spot. But at least. If if you if you if you're gonna get John Cena at WrestleMania, at least it's not for the title. It don't matter to me, title or not. But Mark, I do want to get your thoughts on the whole Cena Taker promo. Does it make sense? Do you care? Do you want to see it? Uh, do Marks want to see it? Do fans want to see it? And at the end of the day, can this be a match that you know? Again, it, it's probably all hype, but can it be some substance to it? Where at the end of the night, you can say, you know what? Going into it, I did not think Cena and Taker can can do a, that great of work, but it exceeded ex, you know my expectations. How do they get that done? It's not going to be a good match. Oh uh, man! Uh, quite I, frankly, I did all, that, I did all that for nothing. It's not. It's not going to be a good match, and I and I <laughs> object to your use of the word marks, Randy. I'm I'm deeply offended by that that word. Even though it's my only, name, only Moss get offended. Only Moss get offended. Anyway, uh, I don't think it'll be a good match, I, but I don't have a problem with the match up. As Graham, as Graham said, it does not really make any sense because, of course, John Cena is going to be at WrestleMania. What? Are you kidding? What are we talking about here? <laughs> the biggest star in the company is going to be on freaking WrestleMania. Obviously, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Did anyone? I don't think. I don't think even the eight-year-old kid in the third row thought that wasn't going to be the case. I mean, come on. What are, what are we talking about here? So the, I, that whole part does not make sense to me at all. But but I don't mind this matchup because it is because it is a, a matchup that everyone has always wanted to see at WrestleMania. Should it have happened earlier? Yes. Yeah. But so, so should have Mayweather versus Pacquiao. And that still made an absurd amount of money, 4.6 million pay-per-view buys. True. So it's there's still there's still that interest in those two guys in that matchup. So I get it. I'm okay with it. Also, B, it's not John Cena being put over a young up-and-coming star who's going to carry them into the future. It's going to be John Cena likely being uh, being put over. A, an an aging, not even aging. He's aged like like a like a hunk of beef. He's aged, uh, uh, the Undertaker. So it, it'll be it'll be him going over, you know, an older legend who we will probably never see wrestle again. So in that in that respect, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm fine with that match taking place. Am I am I losing my mind over over excitement? No. There are matches at WrestleCon, uh, a Super Show that I want to see more than that match probably. There are matches on Joey Janela's Spring Break that'll be more interesting than that match. There'll be there'll be matches on there'll be eight matches at NXT Takeover better than that match. But I'm okay with that being on the card for the reasons that I just mentioned. 
uh, I'm I'm going back and forth with with what you with what you're saying with, with, on my you know reading my screen, my phone screen and the computer screen. Someone just said Seth Rollins should be in a championship picture, uh, I, you know, soon or at the WrestleMania. I, I do agree with that. I think we I think we spoke about that that if if Reigns once once Reigns wins the title, the 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 universal title for the first time that you know fans seem to 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 fail to realize. Um, that I think Roman and Seth could could build on that program. On my other screen, uh, I'm, I'm seeing. I think Rusev put a challenge to fight a, a, a celebrity, and Macaulay Culkin said, "I'll fight you. Come at me, bro." Which I think is hilarious. Um, so I did, I just saw that. Also saw WrestleMania 35. Not five. Yeah, 35 will be in New York or Jersey MetLife Stadium, April 7th. 2019 so uh once again wrestlemania back here in the tri-state area it was well uh, it was here back in 2013 so mark you know you're a new yorker man you gotta you got you gotta make that trip back out here for wrestlemania 35 man oh yeah i'll, I'll no doubt i'm i'm already uh i'm already thinking about uh, all the great indie shows i'll be going to in the uh queens and brooklyn and uh, new jersey areas uh, that week uh, no, I'm, I'll, I'll almost definitely be uh, be back for that one. Let's get through New Orleans first, though, Randy. Let's see what we can do about New Orleans. Let's get you some NXT tickets. Let's try to get you out to Joey Janela's spring break. Let's let's try. Let's get through this year first. It's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing uh, week in New Orleans before we get to uh, to cold, rainy, snowy, crappy. That's right. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you know I love New York. I'm a New Yorker uh, uh, through and through. But uh, yeah, let's, let's get through this year first before we talk about New York next year. You know what? Uh, you know I'm not sure if Graham was at WrestleMania 29, but I know I was there. It was a little cloudy. You know, it's it's April. It's still early spring, but it wasn't that bad of weather. So you know, hopefully it's not snowing or raining next year during that time. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like the Super Bowl at MetLife a couple years ago, but um, I mean, it sounds pretty cool uh, here up here in uh, New York, New Jersey, WrestleMania 35, but we have WrestleMania in New Orleans in about three, four weeks. Um, yeah, I am going to New uh, WrestleMania New Orleans. I, I'm reading Periscope, guys. Sorry. Uh, is it in New Jersey? I'm going. Yeah, it is in New Jersey. Uh, MetLife, home of the New York Giants and New York Jets, two teams that I'm not a fan of. Anyway, um, I had something in mind. Okay, uh, let, me, let me get back to this. Shane, KO, Sami Zayn, SmackDown. Before I do that, was there anything else on Raw that was kind of like noteworthy aside from Rousey not being there, Brock not being there, Roman and Vince um, exchange in, 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 the, in the beginning? Um, I guess the whole Miz thing with, with Seth and um, Finn Balor. Finn Balor did, did beat Seth Rollins. Um, one on one, the Braun tag team title stuff. He he he. Braun wins a, a battle royal, a tag team battle royal by himself to become the number one contender for the tag team championship. We don't know if it's going to be two on one or if he'll pick a partner. Real quick, uh, Graham, if if Braun does pick a partner, who are the top three guys you think he would pick to be his partner against the Bar at WrestleMania? Well, first of all, I do think it's going to end up being a handicap match. I mean, they, mm. they should give him a partner just because, I mean, either way, it's fine. Braun's going to win either way. But I will say, for as much as it benefits Braun, which it kind of really doesn't, he should be in the main event, but whatever, um, it makes the Raw Tag Team division look like complete shit. That Battle Royal was is. fine, 
but it's like it makes it makes us all the other tag teams look like complete garbage. They got tossed out like a sack of trash. Braun Strowman, a one-man wrecking machine, which he is, True. but it's like the other tag teams don't stand a chance. That division is in such shambles at the moment. But um, I would give him a partner. I don't think they will, but if they do, there's a few different options. Obviously, the, the, the two most popular ones are Elias, which, yeah. as I've said before, I would just put him in his own little concert or WrestleMania, have him get interrupted by The Rock or something as The Rock is almost always there anyway. Um, he doesn't really need that match, but it would be fun to see that dynamic between Braun and Elias' tag team partners. If not Elias, Samoa Joe, if he's clear to compete. Samoa Joe should be at WrestleMania. He was good to go last year. He was nowhere to be seen at WrestleMania for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but I would put Joe in that match. And if he's not clear to compete, or at least not 100%, you can have Braun protect him in the match. Because it is a tag team match, after all. And they could be just dominating the Raw tag team ranks. So that's what I would do. I would put Samoa Joe in that spot. So you have Elias or Samoa Joe if they gave him a tag team partner, right? Exactly, yeah. Elias or Joe, there's really not anyone else I could think of, unless they call up someone from NXT, but like a Lars Sullivan. But I feel like it's way too soon for that. So I'll say either Joe or Elias, but the likely pick is Elias, though. Mark, what do you think? Is it going to be Braun by himself against the bar, or do you think he'll pick someone? It'll probably be by himself. I don't think they even know yet. I, I think <laughs> that, see, I, I think it, it, it kind of makes sense to have him do it by himself, but you also don't want to bury the bar by having one guy beat two of, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, they're two of the most talented guys on the roster, Sheamus and Cesaro, and they've been, they've been a great tag team over the last few years. So you don't want you don't want Braun to bury them by beating beating both of them in one match. I think what could be a cool thing is is if if Kurt Angle or or Stephanie or someone forces Braun to pick a tag team partner, and so he has to just like drag somebody with him. Like maybe it, maybe Elias shows up still in his in his uh, his neck brace, and and Braun has to physically bring him to the ring with him and then stick him in the corner to be his tag team partner. Doesn't even tag in, but he's just there hanging out because he needs, you know, in kayfabe, he needs to have a tag team partner. So, someone like that, so, some kind of situation like that. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins, he he picks up Kurt Hawkins and, and uh, takes him on, on his shoulder to the ring and, and puts him in his corner and just, just to have someone there. That could be a, a, funny, uh, a funny way to do it. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, a Samoa Joe could be, could be something, but I think that Something that, that would be a comical way of showing that, that Braun wants to do this on his own would probably be the best uh, way to go about it. I'm, I'm really shocked that neither one of you said that if Braun needs a tag team partner, who else on Raw can be his partner? And this guy can logically team up with him, and that's Bray Wyatt, going back to the whole Wyatt family. Surprise! Oh, surprise! Hey. I'm sorry. I hope not. I hope not. Bray Wyatt, he oh. kills any interest of anything I'm involved in. Just, the final deletion stuff is fine. I'm actually looking forward to that. But if you put Bray Wyatt in any storyline, it immediately loses interest by like 10,000%. That's how meaningless Bray Wyatt is at this point. But, but Graham, hear me out. Because if they do, the, if they hold, if they do that whole deletion stuff uh, this week, then... That's got to be over with, uh, between him and Matt Hardy. Uh, how long can they keep going to, to until WrestleMania? I, I I don't want that because now you no, can, yeah, you can finish him and Matt Hardy 
on Monday, and Bray has nothing to do for WrestleMania. Braun needs a tag team partner. Go back to the Hawaii family. Because now, if you look on SmackDown, Harper and Rowan are in the tag title picture on, 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 on that show. So you might look at the whole Wyatt family dominating the whole tag team division on, on two separate shows because I don't see Elias being his, his tag team partner. If it is, that's, that's cool. You know, don't matter to me. Samoa Joe, eh, I, I saw one time somewhere, it, it, you know, it might be the big show. Do I, do I, do I, do I want to see a big show tag team partner with Braun Strowman be two tall guys together? It might happen. But it, as far as making sense, if he has to pick someone and someone that he knows and has teamed up with before, Bray Wyatt seems to seems to be the most logical answer. And plus, Bray Wyatt might definitely need something after this whole Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Hardy stuff. No, that makes sense. And I did like Bray Wyatt in the tag team with Randy Orton a few years ago. I honestly think that was his best work, if not ever on the main roster, at least in anything in the last he's done in the last couple of years. But I just I just the thing with Braun, the guy is just way better off by himself. He shouldn't even be in the tag team title picture. The guy should be world champion right now, given how over he is. True. But just it, it does make sense. You are right with Bray Wyatt and Strowman in the history there. I'm just thinking that with the final deletion stuff, the ultimate deletion, whatever, Matt Hardy, it's it's technically a match. Matt Hardy's probably going to win. So what kind of message does it send if Matt wins that? And then it's Bray Wyatt who ends up getting a title shot at WrestleMania. And then Matt Hardy ends up in the fucking like battle royal of the Jobber to the Stars or the Andre the John Memorial Battle Royal. That, to me, would make... Very little sense, but I could see it being Bray Wyatt, though. Let let him lose and start him over with Braun and the Tag Team Championship. That's what you do. Uh, start yeah, him over I right guess, there. I mean, I, honestly, I said this a while ago, but I would put Bray and Matt in the tag. If it was Bray and Matt as Tag Team Champions, if they like formed a friendship after Ultimate Deletion uh-huh. and they went after the belt, I'd actually be fine with that. But it doesn't look like they're doing that just because now Braun's in the match. But that's what I was hoping for. But we're obviously not getting that because I think that'd be perfect for both Matt and Bray Wyatt, especially now that Jeff Hardy got fucking arrested again. So Matt needs something to do. Um, but Braun's going to be in that spot. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. I don't know where they're going with this, but I am slightly interested. Having Braun with Jason Jordan can mirror Kane and, and Daniel Bryan. Well, Jordan's going to be out for a hot minute, so I don't know when he's, when he's coming Yeah, back. he'll be out for a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, what do you think? Bray Wyatt can Bray Wyatt be the tag team partner if 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 they decide that Bre- Braun Braun has to tag with someone? He can't win. He can't win the belts by himself. He got to pick somebody. Is Bray Wyatt a logical and viable option for for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania? I don't know, man. Uh, I. I... I feel like that would be too soon to uh, to reinvent Bray Wyatt as as a babyface. I guess. I mean, he would be. Yeah. I don't know what will happen in the Ultimate Deletion. Maybe maybe he'll he'll come out of uh, what is what is the name of the lake? What is the name of uh, Matt Hardy? Lake, lake of Reincarnation. And may, maybe he'll come back. Uh, maybe he'll come back as a babyface, and then there's something there. But I feel like if he does that, there'll there'll still be some loose ends to tie up with Matt Hardy. Maybe. So that's a possibility. I mean, honestly, we're talking about all this stuff, guys. I don't think they know yet. I, I don't think they have. They, I'm sure they have some ideas like we do, but I don't think even they know exactly what yet. I still I still think that, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what those guys do at WrestleMania. I don't know what Matt Hardy does. I don't know what Bray Wyatt does. There's some kind of, uh, you know, film thing that they that they air 
instead of them being in a match maybe i don't know i really don't know but yeah i mean I, honestly that that's that is as good a guess as anything else that anyone's coming up with i just don't i just don't know about about bray wyatt uh, as that and i don't know how i feel about that bray wyatt is so he's so damaged as a character for me that it's just hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around uh, that right. happening at this point, just push him in the lake of reincarnation and bring back Husky Harris. It's worth a shot. Just bring back the Husky Harris character and see what you can do with it because Bray Wyatt is beyond damage goods at this point. Um, will Big Cass be back before WrestleMania? I, I doubt it. Um, no, he won't be, no. Maybe the night after WrestleMania, maybe as, as a surprise, uh, all of two people would care, but I could see that happening. Will the authority be around after WrestleMania? Probably not. They never are. They usually disappear right at Mania. They, Triple H or, or Stephanie takes some sort of bump that keeps her off TV for like six months, but I'm not complaining. Who from NXT would you like to see be in the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal and why? Iconic duo because they're hot. And they deserve to be in the main roster. I mean that too. And also Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, obviously. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler can go in there and kick yeah. some ass. Shayna Baszler, right, Mark? Yeah, man. I, I don't. I don't think it really all depends on what they do at, at Takeover. They're they're gonna do that match again. They're gonna do the rematch with uh, with Baszler and mm. and uh, and Amber Moon. I I think that the loser of that match will move up to the main roster. Now I don't know who that will be. Um, I I imagine it'll be Amber Moon. They'll give Baszler the belt for a little bit, and they'll have Amber Moon go on to the uh, the main roster. So in which case, it makes sense that. She'll be in the battle royal, formerly known as the Fabulous Moolah Women's Battle Royal. Mm. Uh, and then, I mean, I, I think that I don't know how many people are, are going to be in it, but if the Royal Rumble was was any indication, they obviously have spots that need to get filled. And so I assume that it'll be a bunch of uh, of NXT people. Yeah, Kyrie Sane, uh, Ember Moon, maybe, maybe Baszler is in it too. Uh, who knows? I, I think that um, anything's on the table. Maybe they'll bring back some legends. Uh, as far as far as NXT goes, I'm trying to think of someone that's kind of um, not on the radar, kind of outside the box. Maybe someone like a Dakota Kai, who I think fans like a lot. Uh, I, I but I do I think they're going to build Dakota Kai up now to feud with Baszler after this. So that that's my prediction. I think it'll be Baszler beating Ember Moon, and then Ember Moon goes up to the main roster. Uh, there's a there's just a lot of talent going on, on, on the women's side and NXT right now. There's there's a whole bunch of uh, really really good women's wrestlers down there um so i'm, I'm curious to see who, who they uh who they bring up maybe there'll be there'll be people uh that we don't expect like we didn't think that that mandy rose and, and sonya deville were going to come up mm -hmm. you know at the, after survivor series so i'm sure there'll be a surprise or two in there uh nikki cross it just popped them on the screen Did anybody mention nikki cross no, but that's I can that's, see Nikki Cross absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, make sure. Yeah, I think she's great. She's 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 pretty darn, she's pretty darn good. Sanity's probably getting called up anyway after WrestleMania, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna absolutely say that's like a guarantee. Um, let's say okay. Let me kind of rephrase this. Will Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley return after WrestleMania? Night after, almost guarantee that he shows up the night after and lays out Lesnar or someone like that. I am banking on it, and I cannot wait to see it. Um, now, if he does return, what is his ceiling in WWE, world champ, a few times, part-time attraction that primarily puts guys over? Uh, I think he has a lot to offer. 
I think he could still be a big star. He proved in TNA, and TNA is a whole other beast, obviously, because it's being like a big fish in a small pond kind of thing. But the guy really came a long way. For anyone who has not seen their, his impact work and is only going off of his WWE stint, like, why are they bringing this guy back? He was terrible 10 years ago. Yeah, he was bad back then, but he's come a long way since then. He obviously does MMA, so he comes across like a legit badass in the ring now. He's, he's a lot like Brock Lesnar in many ways. And also including the fact that he's not great on the mic, but his mic work has also come a long way too since his original WWE stint. But he's not a he's not a guy to come in and just put over other people. I think he can come in and honestly be a big star. I'm not sure how old he is. Um, but aside from The Rock, we've never had an African American WWE champion. And I honestly think Brock or uh, Bobby Lashley can fit that mole. He can fit that uh, role to a T. Yeah. So I would love to see that. So I, I would love to see him be a big player in the company because I still think he has it in him to uh, be that guy they were hoping him to be 10 years ago. All right, Mark, what did you make of the whole Sami Zayn, KO, Shane McMahon ordeal uh, at the end of SmackDown? I mean, the whole – we've talked about this. The, the whole thing, this whole storyline has been a bit convoluted from, from the jump. It hasn't uh, – and it probably will not – culminate in in a shane mcmahon versus daniel bryan match at least at this juncture mm. it may never it probably won't so that's uh, the, the heat would be on on that that would be something that that it, they would they're pointing to so we're not going to get that well probably we're going to we're going to end up getting kevin owens versus Sami Zayn versus shane mcmahon or kevin owens and Sami Zayn against shane mcmahon and some kind of a mystery partner um it, the match will be fine it'll be it the best part about the whole thing is that it'll be over, hopefully, after WrestleMania. That whole storyline will be done. I thought the segments on Tuesday, the, 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 the last segment of the show where they destroyed Shane, that was that was good. That was fine. You know, God bless Shane. He's always willing to go the extra mile and take these really, really hard bumps. Yeah. Um, I got nothing. Great. I got nothing against that. Um, I thought I thought it was a good segment. I thought it was a good. It was a good end. But the way they've gotten here has just been. It's been kind of topsy turvy. And and again, the heat was really on Shane versus Dan Bryan. We're not going to get that. Uh, Dan Bryan hasn't been around the last few weeks. I guess he's going to be back next week so we'll get some clarity to the situation i don't want to completely say that i that i am not interested i am a little bit i don't know what the match is going to be yet so i guess i'll, I'll have more to say and, and and more to kind of opine about when we know officially what the match will be maybe there'll be a surprise maybe there'll be a good maybe there'll be a, a, a very interesting uh, tag partner for shane we don't know well but i'm sure daniel bryan will be the, the referee though the, the guest referee that's my uh, i would i would imagine that's my prediction so my my thing is if if Shane has to pick a partner, who are the 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 the, the likely candidates of, of of who he picks? If it's a tag team match, Dolph Ziggler, I I don't know, I I really I don't know. <laughs> See, that's that's Dolph, the funniest thing I've heard all day. Dolph Who's Epigo Cologne? I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who the options are. I mean, because uh, it seems like everyone on SmackDown has something to do for the most part, not Ziggler. Uh, I mean, that could be something, but Ziggler is a heel, and I don't think anyone is buying him as a babyface. Then again, I don't think Shane McMahon is a very good babyface. So I don't know who I'm really... I, I've never, I haven't known who I've been rooting for this entire time, right? I mean, who is the babyface in, in this whole thing? It's I don't gonna, know. It's going to be Vince. Watch. It's going to be Vince. Ah, that's why he was there on uh, Monday's Raw. It all makes sense now. Ah. Oh. And now... Uh, 
Remember, the whole thing started with Kevin Owens and Vince McMahon, remember? Ah, and they brought that up ah, on Tuesday, too, I think. Come on, hey, fellas. Not bad. Not come bad. on, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm, you listen. know what? Who said they don't have long-term storytelling? <laughs> but my thing is this. If Do I want Vince and Shane together? No, I'm not saying that. But it, it might just be a triple threat match, which I'm, I'm cool with. But I, I think it should be a triple threat match. And, and, and then you can have Daniel Bryan be the, be the whole referee. To make it a tag match, uh, I, I, I don't know because... Again, if it is triple threat, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on the same side. They really don't have no like real beef with each other right now to kind of make it a true traditional triple threat match. So if they go in a tag team route, like like Mark said, who else from SmackDown who's not currently on the card and not in the Battle Royal that could tag with him? Dolph, Baron Corbin. Uh, there's not much. There's not many options. And if you put Vince, in, if if you put Vince in that spot. Not saying Vince is gonna do a whole lot, lot of moves, but I, I, you know, I don't know. If if the match stays KO and Sami Zayn, I'm cool with that. But uh, Grant, what did you make of the whole segment? Should it be KO versus Sami? Should it be a triple threat match? Should it be a tag team match? What do you think? Well, I would have been fine with KO and Sami if they didn't do what they did on Tuesday with the yeah. attack on Shane, which I thought was great. I am beyond tired of this feud. It needs to die. They need to split up Owens and Zayn, who are great together, but it's like they've been they've been uh, you know linked at the hip now for like at least three or four years in this company. They need to go their separate ways, carve their own paths, do their own things. But for right now, I like the attack on Tuesday. I thought it was really, really well done. They came across as aggressive. Like, they mean business. They've been all comedy so far with the yep movement shit and all whatever. And it's entertaining and whatever. But they need a real reason for us to care about them as, like, legitimate badass heels. And we got that on Tuesday. That, to me, means that we're getting some sort of a tag team match. A three-way would work, too. But it's like, what is this, triple threat of mania? We're already getting, we're already getting a three-way for the IC title. We're probably yeah. getting a three-way for the U.S. title between Orton, Rude, and Mahal. We're getting another triple threat match with, with Shane. Um, Owens and Zayn, no thanks. I would much rather prefer a tag team match. And if they need a partner, Ziggler, no thanks. Baron Corbin, who cares? Honestly, what I would do, and this might not make any sense, but this is purely fantasy booking here, I would have it be Rusev. If Rusev's not in the Battle Royal and doesn't win the whole thing, it's a crime against nature because this guy is so over right now. It's ridiculous. Um, but I would put him with Shane. It's a nice little prominent match for him to be in, regardless of whether whether he wins or loses. I think Shane even said on like a recent episode of SmackDown, I don't know what it was, but like the the crowd was going nuts for Rusev Day. And Shane's like, oh, duly noted. And they obviously it was a throwaway yeah. line. It's not gonna lead anywhere. But it would be cool if they linked back to that and Shane's like, I need some backup. Why not bring in Rusev? And the guy's a heel. He should be a baby face. So that's why I would do it. But Ziggler, Corbin, no one could possibly give a shit if they're the tag team partner. No one else on SmackDown makes sense. Um, so that's what I would do. But they'll probably end up doing a, a triple threat with Daniel Bryan as the special guest referee. But they already had two other three ways on this WrestleMania card. So I feel like that's overkill. Well, I mean, I, it, it, I will. I don't think I don't think it'll be Rusev. He, he might be busy with uh, Macaulay Coca. You never know. That's a good point. I would love to see that match. <laughs> uh, real quick, fellas, Mark, I'll start with you. Um, the Women's Battle Royal was the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, and then like a couple of days later, it's now the Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Um, a lot of backlash from them 
calling it after or naming it after Fabulous Moolah. Um, you know, there's stories out there, whatnot, uh, stories that I didn't, you know, even know about. But um, it is now a regular women's battle royal at WrestleMania. What did you make of them of them calling it that first in the um, in the first place, and now with the change as of today? I mean, they they at at the end of the day, they did the right thing. Right. I mean, they, they did. I mean, for what for for whatever reason they did it. I know that Snickers, the sponsor, released, released a statement today. They were upset. Uh, they, they changed the name. It, sh- it should have never been the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. I have no idea why they did that. There are plenty of other women they could have honored by putting their name on it. True. Uh, True. Moolah was not was not the one they should have chosen. Sure. She did a lot of great things as far as. Uh, as far as uh, her in ring, and, and and as far as being a you know a pioneer in, in in a in a singular individual way, but she also did a crap load of damage to a lot of her trainees. She literally pimped out her trainees, like she was actually selling them for sex. That's not a good thing. If you want if you want to talk about something that's going to honor the upcoming women in the WWE, you don't put fabulous Moolah's name on it. She literally exploited up and coming women. So that was a, a really tone deaf move on their part uh, initially, but it's done now. That's over. Whatever. They, they made a mistake. They owned it, I guess for the most part, they changed, they changed the name. Right. That's good. Um, I think that next year it'll be nice to put someone else's name on it. Uh, someone, someone who, you know, who was actually had a good effect on up and coming women. Who's been a, a pioneer in a, in a more positive way. I would make it the make it the the China Memorial Battle Royal, the Joni Laura Memorial. Who I mean, the Luna Vishnu, something, someone like that. But uh, I mean, I'm I think I think it's a good. I, I, I like the idea of it. I'm glad they're doing it. It'll give it'll give uh, obviously a lot of women a chance to be at, on WrestleMania. It'll be it'll uh, give them the opportunity to start start some new storylines. And I have a feeling that it'll probably end up being. A part, uh, or I mean, the the storyline between Bailey and Sasha Banks, I, I I imagine will probably run through that battle royal. It probably won't be a singles match at Mania. Mm. Um, it'll probably it'll probably be ha- they'll probably I bet they'll be the last two people in, in the ring, or there'll be some kind of shenanigans between the two of them in the battle royal. I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Graham. Yeah, I think it's a fine idea um, on a card with already so many women's matches between Asuka and Charlotte, round, uh, Ronda Rousey having her own mixed tag team match, very likely Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. And now this, I think this would make this, um, yeah, it has to be the WrestleMania with the most women's matches ever, with the most women involved in four different matches, which is pretty incredible. Um, like Mark said, it gets every all the women on the show that aren't in the other title matches I would take Banks and Bailey one on one over the Battle Royal, but it gets the likes of you know Becky Lynch, Absolution, the Riot Squad on the show. I mean, they don't need to be at the show, but it's it's a nice little you know just throw them a bone, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. In regards to the name, it's been over discussed at this point. Um, but at yeah, like Marx had said, the fact they had called that in that in the first place is so stupid. I, I believe, and I was talking about this with uh rj the other day in regards to the may young classic it's like wasn't the reason why they called that the may young classic was for that exact reason was because if they called it the fabulous moolah classic whatever that it would get you know significant backlash then why the hell would you call the battle royal at wrestlemania which is designed to 
further the women's evolution or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it absolutely made no sense for all the crimes against her and for how vile of a person she was. It was, you know, ass backwards to name this battle royal after her. And the only reason they're changing it is because the sponsor said something. People were tweeting Snickers. They were tweeting Mars and all these sponsors of WrestleMania. And they said, this is unacceptable. We might pull out if you don't change this shit. And they said, okay, fine, we'll change it. And they made the change. And it was comical, absolutely comical. So the announcement was made by WWE initially. Then Stephanie McMahon tweeted out a little while later saying, thank you, WWE Universe, for using your voice. Um, this is going to remain the, the most historic women's battle royal in WrestleMania history, blah, blah, blah. It's all a part of our commitment to the uh, women's division, women's evolution, change the name. What the fuck? It's like if she didn't like the name in the first place, then why would it have been called the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal to begin with? She's like, oh, thank you for using your voice and changing the name of it. It's like, what? It's like, this is probably your decision. It was so stupid. They're trying to make themselves out to be the good guys and all this, but yeah. what's over is done with. They changed the name. That's all that matters. Uh, like Mark said, I think it'd be great if they called it the China Battle Royal or the China Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, they could always call it like the Tristratus Invitational. She's not dead like China is. But I, I would go with China just because you have Andre and then China. I feel like they go hand in hand. You have the eighth wonder of the world and then the ninth wonder of the world for your respective battle royals. But they don't want to go down that road because, you know, the kids will look up China on the Internet and find her porn or whatever Triple H's excuse was. Uh, they could always do Sensational Sherry. And I've seen people say call it the uh, Sensational Invitational. I love that a lot. Um, Tristratus, name it after you know, even Ivory, who's getting inducted this year. I don't know anyone but the fabulous Moolah. So uh, for right now, the women's battle royal, WrestleMania, whatever is what it's going to be called. Find a way to get everyone on the show. I'm cool with it. Uh, before we wrap it up, those who were watching on Periscope, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, sending in your questions. Uh, we're probably going to do this every week. So uh, tune in to, to Periscope and also SoundCloud and iTunes once the podcast is up. But I do want to end off by... You know, I, I know we'll we'll get to the whole WrestleMania preview once um, that time comes around. But right now, fellas, real quick, we we got about. I know there are some matches that are going to be put on that they're not on yet. But right now, we have ten matches, and there's no saying it was a pre-show, what's the main card. But right now, we got ten. Uh, we got Brock and Roman, AJ Nakamura, The Miz, Seth, Finn Balor, Orton versus Rude. Charlotte, Oscar, Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun, Cedric uh, Alexander versus Drew Gulak or uh, Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight title, Angle and Ronda against Hunter and Steph, the Women's Battle Royal, uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, so now that's 11, and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. So a lot of people who are still out there without a match, we're at 11 so, fellas, um, I mean, how was the card shaping out to, to, for, for you right now? Mark, I'll start with you first. Uh, but t- uh, 11 matches, no Cena, no Taker, uh, no Shane, no Dolph, no Corbin. Uh, I mean, we're, we're almost there. So how do you how, – what's your thoughts about the card so far? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a lot. It, 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 yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on, and I think it's a good card. I, I, I do like it. The cruiser, the cruiserweight title match, of course, uh, as well. Um, I, I imagine that the one of the battle royals, at the very least, if not both, will be on the, the kickoff show. I think. 
I, I would imagine that the crew. I mean, I I think the cruiserweight match could be on the kickoff show, or I mean, some something else is going to be on the kickoff show. There's no doubt. It's going to end up being the two battle royals and one or two other matches, just because how many how many how many matches can you really have on the main card? I mean, you could probably do ten on the main card. How many did they do last year? Do we remember how many they did last year? I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. How many? Uh, I think made? there was. 13 and i think three of them took place in the kickoff i was there and that's the only reason i know that but i think there was three definitely three on the kickoff three but kickoff. i think there was 13 in total yeah three on the kickoff yeah. and then one two three, right ten and ten on the main card so i yeah. assume that it'll be it'll be similar um to that so i mean it's obviously going to be brock and roman that's one on the main card aj and nakamura that's two uh the intercontinental title triple threat that's three uh, Cena Undertaker is going to be four. Uh, Sami Zayn and uh, whatever they do with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and uh, Shane is going to be five. Uh, Charlotte and Asuka, six. Um, uh, Angle and Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie, seven. And then two, two more. I mean, I, I imagine the Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal deal will be will be at nine. And then Cena Undertaker will be probably ten. That's probably the ten the ten right there. I, th- I think that's probably. I think that's probably it. Uh, I- I'm not really sure what else is going to go on there. Oh, I mean, also, you're, you'd imagine that the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day will be on on the card as well. Um, and you, you, and you also, you also a lot of matches, uh, gentlemen. There's a lot of matches happening on on this and, freaking thing. And you also forgot possibly Alexa and, and Nia Jax. That's right. I mean, maybe that's something that also gets pulled through the battle royal. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I, no. I mean, I guess they'll have they'll have to have a title a, a raw women's title match. Yeah. I mean, the pre the pre show is going to be three hours at, at this rate. I mean, it's going to be a oh yeah. man. It, you know what's gonna, it's you know what's going to end up happening. It's going to be some of these matches. Unfortunately, are not going to be as long as as they probably could and should be. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm okay with like Braun against uh, whatever that ends up being. Braun against uh, Sorrow and Shame, that being kind of, that being short. Um, but I don't, I don't want to see Charlotte against Asuka go short. I want them to get you know 14, 15 minutes. That may be a pipe dream at this point, but I would like to see that. Graham, what do you make about the WrestleMania card for for what it is right now and the, the other three, four matches you still might be able to get? Hey, you guys forgot about the Kid Rock concert. The best part of the show. Got to get the uh, uh, fucking uh, musicians on there and start singing Celebrate and some other song we haven't heard in 20 years from Kid Rock. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be a stacked card. Um, they're definitely going to put the two, probably the two Battle Royals on the kickoff show and the Cruiserweight title match. It's a lot of matches. Um, I'd be shocked if they put the U.S. The, the U.S. title match on paper belongs on the kickoff show. Orton would quit if they put him in the kickoff show, so I doubt yeah. that's going to be the case. They'll probably put him in the main card. I would find that very hard to believe. Am I going um, first? Yeah, so, I mean, with a card like this, it's hard to give every match time, and I, I don't know. I mean, on, I think on paper, first of all, my excitement for WrestleMania is through the roof between Charlotte, Asuka, AJ Nakamura. You know what? Even Roman and Brock. The story they're telling is whatever, but the match itself should be great. And even the Ronda Rousey match, there's a lot of good matches on this card. I don't think there's any real reason for people to complain. There's a lot of shit on this card. Um, it's definitely going to go over time. Don't think they're going to fit this into a four-hour show. Last year's show went fucking five and a half hours in total, maybe four and a half hours. You know, it was like five and a half hours. The show did not end until like 1230 when it should have got done at 11 here on the East Coast. 
Um, so it's going to be a long night, but it should be a good one. I think overall they got a pretty stacked card. I'm very happy about a lot of things on this show, including for the first time ever a real or for the first time in like 12 years, a one-on-one women's title match, which we have not gotten in a very, very, very long time. They got a great roster right now between Raw and SmackDown, so it should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very jealous of you guys that you guys are going to the show, but uh, I'm looking forward to it overall. So, Mark, real quick, um, I know I, I do want to do it next time where you talk about this whole Ring of Honor and World Cup, whatever, New Japan Cup, whatever it is. So um, when, 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 when is this supposed to happen? So when, when it's that time, we can properly talk about it and have enough time. Okay, well, the, the New Japan Cup is going on right now. That's oh, happening right okay. now. But the the uh, the big card coming up, at least at least the one that's that's uh, right in, in in the in the near future, is the show in Long Beach, California, mm. which is next week, which is uh, you know about about ten days away. Um, that is uh, that the main event for that is Omega and Ibushi against the Young Bucks. That'll be that'll be in Long Beach. It's only their second show ever uh, in the United States, so that's that's a that's a really big one. Uh, so yeah, if we want to talk about that next week, that that would be awesome. It's going to air live on Access TV. It's going to be in prime time, so everyone in, in the states, including you, Randy, can watch it. It should be a very uh, should be a very good card. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Jushin Liger is on that card as well. That's gonna be uh, that should be really fun to watch. I think it's their first singles match since Starcade nineteen ninety six. Wow, so that should that should be that should be really cool. Um, and the main event is, is is part of the ongoing Kenny Omega Bullet Club Young Bucks Cody the Elite uh, storyline that's been going on now for for a little while now. Uh, of course, Omega versus Cody will be the main event of Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor. The night before WrestleMania, that'll go head to head with NXT. So there's just an a, there's just a, a wealth, there's an abundance of riches that that week in uh, in New Orleans of all exactly. the stuff that's going on. But but the fir- the first one, the first big card for for uh, for New Japan is going to be coming up uh, in uh, in Long Beach in about ten days. So next week we get to the whole New Japan World Cup, Ring of Honor. I know they got a, like you said a whole bunch of shows going on in New Orleans, Long Beach. So next week we'll talk about that WrestleMania um, as the card unfolds. But uh, definitely a great show with you guys. I know we, again we missed last week, but I think we, we definitely made up for it this week. You can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant, the host of the WrestleRant radio show and feature columnist for Bleacher Report, again, on Twitter at WrestleRant. Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. He's on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Gentlemen, thank you, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Right, Thanks, Randy. People can stop getting their hopes up about Daniel Bryan returning the ring of WrestleMania. <laughs> They're all dumb marks. But in the in closing, appreciate it, guys. Always a fun time. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas. Take care.